Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, the Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Back on Jack 2. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street in North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, then dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today hey blackjack how's it going um i'm doing pretty good nice to hear so today's episode we are going to be talking about the bellamy bridge have you ever heard of the blackjack uh no so i found this uh when i was just looking for some random ghost stories i always like to have some uh random stories on hand just in case i need them and and i ran across this and uh it's a pretty big deal down in chattahoochee florida um And so we're going to get into this. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got some history to it. It's it's got uh, a whole uh, urban legend to it. And then the ghost does. And then there's even more ghosts um, talking about this bridge. Um, So like I mentioned, the bridge is in Chattahoochee, Florida on the upper Chipola River. Uh, The first recorded crossing of the river in the vicinity, not the actual location, just close by. Uh, was by the expedition of Spanish explorer Marcos Delgado in 1686. Um, The Battle of Upper Chipola was close to the area of the bridge's location. The first wooden bridge was built in 1851. After weather destroyed the original bridge, a replacement was built in 1872, but was swept away by a flood two years after its construction. A third wooden bridge was built in 1874 and lasted until the historic steel frame structure seen today was built in 1914. The 1874 bridge was standing when the Mariana newspaper first mentioned a ghost in a brief article in 1890. So that's just a little bit of history of the actual bridge. So the legend uh, that surrounds this bridge is um, Elizabeth was the beautiful daughter of a wealthy North Carolina planner. She fell madly in love with a dashing young doctor from her home state named Samuel C. Bellamy. Her sister had already married Samuel's brother, Dr. Edward C. Bellamy. After a prolonged courtship, the couple's engagement and wedding plans were announced. Samuel and Elizabeth, along with Anne and Edward, had already decided to move to Florida, and it was there that Samuel built a magnificent mansion as a wedding gift for his young bride. She was so taken with the home that she asked if they could be wed in its rose gardens. Samuel agreed. The wedding took place on May 11, 1837. Surrounded by the roses of the beautiful garden, Elizabeth supposedly ended her vows with an extra line, I will love you always and forever. Never never will I leave you. The couple and guests retired inside the mansion for a magnificent reception and ball. There was dancing, music, food, drink, and something for everyone. As was the custom of the day, Elizabeth soon excused herself and retired upstairs to the master's suite to rest. She sank down into a cushioned chair and, surrounded by her luxurious gown, fell soundly asleep. While she was sleeping, her arm knocked over a candle. Elizabeth awakened suddenly to the sensation of intense heat, light, and pain. 
Downstairs, the party was in full swing when her shrieks were suddenly heard from upstairs. As everyone turned to look, the young woman came running down the staircase, engulfed in flame from her head to her toe. Her husband and others tried to save her, but she was so badly burned that she lingered only a few days before passing away. Her last words, according to legend, were, I, lo I will love you always and forever. Never will I leave you. Elizabeth was true to her promise when a depressed and alcoholic Dr. Samuel C. Bellamy took his own life in Chattahoochee 15 years later, she rose from her grave, expecting to join with him to continue their journey together to paradise, but Samuel never came. Suicide victims in that day and age were not given status in the church, and he was buried in an unmarked grave in Chattahoochee and forgotten. Elizabeth, believers say, walks the swamps around Bellamy Bridge to this day in search of her true love. The oldest report of a ghost being sighted at the Bellamy Bridge is from a Mariana newspaper of 1890 that mentions the Lady of Bellamy Bridge has been seen of late. People report seeing orbs, lights, sometimes they report seeing Elizabeth walking across the bridge in a wedding dress waiting for her lover. And something else uh, I found that was really cool about this is they every Halloween they have a ghost tour of Bellamy Bridge. Uh, it says here, you can face your fears at this chilling place on the Bellamy Bridge ghost walks held each year around Halloween. You may be visited by Elizabeth's spirit on this terrifying tour that features the historic crossing. Yeah, definitely ain't going there. <laughs> I would love to go on this one. Unfortunately... Um, Florida is a very, very long way away, and I'm not going to go all the way to Florida just to take a tourist ghost tour. But what do you think of this urban legend, Blackjack? You, have you ever heard anything like this one? I, you know, just thinking about it, out of, like, all these, you know, episodes we've done and all these ghost videos and hearing all these stories, they all are connected somehow. What do you mean exactly that they're connected? So, there's usually someone who's dying, and they always have a regret, or they're looking for something. Well, and that's so, why a lot of people believe that uh, when someone dies, um, they don't move on to the afterlife, because there's something... Bounding them. Binding them here on Earth. So, in, in this situation, um, she died, and there supposedly, according to this legend... She was waiting for her lover's death. So she wasn't even a ghost, which I find very interesting, until after he died. Um, and he died of, he committed suicide. And so the, the funny thing is, it was like the legend states that, you know, she was waiting for him, uh, waited 15 years. And then when he didn't come to meet her, uh, she has been reported ever since. Uh, wandering around this bridge looking for her lover. And then the question is, is what what happened during those fifteen years? It's because she wasn't first sighted until the death of the husband. She was just uh, laying in wait. Laying in wait. Yeah, just waiting, waiting for this man. And uh, so another cool thing about this bridge is um, Elizabeth Jane Bellamy is not the only ghost associated with Bellamy Bridge. Believers say there are three more restless spirits roaming the woods 
around the historic bridge. Of course there is. Residents living along Bellamy Bridge Road, which once led to the bridge, have long told the story of a ghostly wagon that passes by late in the night. It is said to be pulled by a mule and driven by a driver who rides slowly to and from the bridge. On the way there, he has a head. On the way back, he does not. The legend seems to perpetuate the memory of an incident that happened in the vicinity during the early 1900s. A father who was involved in a bitter domestic dispute with his wife brought his young daughter down Bellamy Road to the Chipola River and decapitated her with an axe. He then used the blade of the same weapon to cut his own throat and commit suicide. Occasionally, strange lights can be seen and photographed in the pairs around Bellamy Bridge. Some believe these are the ghosts of the man and his unfortunate daughter. Others say that his wagon can be heard and sometimes even seen as it slowly creaks its way up and down the old road. The other ghost story associated with Bellamy Bridge originates with the 1914 murder there of Sylvester Hart, a moonshiner. Hart was embroiled in an argument with two other moonshiners about some missing liquor when his own cousin allegedly shot him in the back of the head with the pistol. His body fell over into a campfire and was found the next day by the mail carrier. According to legend, Sylvester's ghost lingers in the Bellamy Bridge vicinity and accounts for some of the mysterious lights and other phenomenon that have been reported there. So a word that keeps popping out at me in this whole thing is the word vicinity. The area. So normally, uh, you know, like Moody's Light. You, you know, you're on on that road. It's an area. It's a it's a specific place, not necessarily an area, uh, but a specific place where a lot of these things happen in that general vicinity. So, is it necessarily the bridge that's a haunted place, or just the the vicinity, the, there's so much that happened there historically. Um, they had a lot of historic significance um, that that place is just haunted. What do you think, Blackjack? I mean, I feel like the bridge is a strong connection there. I mean, like the, it, there's something there with the bridge. And then the bridge is, I really don't know how to, how to explain it, you know. It's like this energy is just around the bridge. You're going to like this one. If you think about it. If you think about it. A lot of things happening in the vicinity of the bridge because to, to cross that river, you have to go to the bridge. So maybe why, you, you know, everything's vicinity. People are traveling to where it just crossed and are going to whatever their destination is. But you had to go to the bridge to cross it. And that what would. And and that's why you would you just keep hearing vicinity. I think that makes a little bit of sense. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I mean I have to agree. It makes it makes a lot of sense. But either way, this is a very fascinating urban legend. Um, I personally enjoyed the headless uh, wagon guy uh, more than uh, the the bigger story. Uh, to see the guy drive by with a head, and then to see him come back without a head would freak 
me out. Headless Horseman question mark? Yeah, kind of like uh, Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman, uh, except for in this situation, you see the guy with the head, and then he doesn't have a head. And that's another thing. You know, you talk about a lot of these stories uh, seem to be connected uh, by some way or the other, not necessarily connected to each other, but just with similar themes. Uh, something that seems similar when you start studying some other urban legends, especially when it comes to things being headless, is they're always searching for their head. Their head is yeah, lost. Yeah, always. Uh, and what's interesting is, you know, th- this this headless wagon man, he has his head. And he loses it. And then he loses his head. Now he has to be searching for his head. Well, he, well he's not searching if they see him again unless he found his head. Uh, maybe he keeps. Maybe it's like a repeat. He finds his head, loses it, finds it, loses it. Wouldn't that be terrible? It would be awful. Where's my head? Where's my head? Oh, there it is. There's my head. I found it. Lost it. So anyway, hey, Blackjack, so uh, why don't you tell everybody what has been going on uh, with the gaming stream? All right, guys. So what's been going on? Past couple days, we've been streaming uh, Pixelmon, a new mod on mine. Well, it's not a new mod. It's been It's been out for a while now. But it's new for our channel, so we've been playing that, and we've been streaming it, and we released our first episode a couple days ago on the channel of Black One Jack 2, and we're going to be probably streaming here soon. All right, so uh, I know this is going to sound like an extremely strange transition from Blackjack talking about his stream, uh, but something happened. So today is Friday, July 2nd, and normally we don't record an episode until... Usually like Saturday night. But um, it's a holiday weekend, so we wanted to get it done early. And we originally recorded this episode uh, earlier. Earlier in in the morning we recorded this episode. Yeah, and so we finished the episode. Uh, Blackjack talked about a stream. We went into our regular outro. I threw an outro music. Saved the file. And I looked at Blackjack and I said, Hey, Blackjack, uh, since we're done early, uh, you just want to... Go go get, go grab a bite to eat. Go get some lunch. And he said, sure. Well, I have a golf cart. And we jumped on a golf cart. And we, we drove uh, the subway. And we got something to eat. And uh, after we ate, we, we was leaving subway. And I said, oh, you want to you take a lap through town? He said, sure, why not? So we go down. Uh, and we go past my grandma's house. And if uh, you remember my grandma's house in season one, right next to the park so we went around the park come back up the park hill go past my grandma's house and we're going down uh, main street in town and about two blocks from us this car it was a van actually this van completely blew a stop sign and went across main street and he was flying and i looked at blackjack and i said man that guy didn't even look and just to let you know this, I believe, if I remember right, this place is a four-way stop. Blew the blew the stop sign. No, it's not a four-way it's stop. Not. No, because there, there's no stop sign at all yeah, on Main right, Street. That's right. That's uh, right. So it's a two-way stop. It's a two. Yeah. So he just completely blew it. And I, like I said, I looked at Blackjack and I said to Blackjack, I'm like, man, that guy didn't even look. And just a, right after I said that, we seen two police cars. And we're like, oh, man, they're hot on this guy's trail. So, like I said, we're on a golf cart, so we're only moving about 15 miles per hour. And so we get up to the same road that the guy was on, and we turned on it. 
and I w- I'm guessing maybe five blocks uh, down the road, it tees off, and we've seen the police turn left. So we obviously went left. Yeah, well, so we, we drove all the way down to that T road, and we turned left. And right before we turned left, uh, there's this house there and a yard. You could see where the guy uh, drove through these people's yard. And I was showing Blackjack, and we, there's a stop sign, so we stopped, and I made sure nothing was coming, and then we turned. As soon as I turned, we see the van coming towards us. I mean, dead on. I mean, it was lucky for us, school who rules saw it early, and he pulled into a driveway. And by the time we got to that driveway, they were already next to us. Yeah, and so this van, the front tire, gone. He's just driving on the rim. Sparks are flying all over the place. So he passes us. The two police cars pass us. So I'm kind of turned funny in this driveway, and there's these two fences on on both ends of the driveway, and I'm kind of sandwiched in between them. So I'm trying to, like, back out and pull so we can go back around because we're trying to follow the action but stay a safe distance away. So we go around, and we don't see nothing, but we start hearing something going towards the other direction. So we keep driving... And uh, we go down the road. Just and we, uh, really quick, we're following because this guy doesn't have a tire. He's leaving a trail. Yeah, yeah, on that's the road. right. He, there, there's, there's like this, uh, like scratch marks, but like only one mark, obviously, because one of his tires is just rims. And so we we kind of follow that and the sound the best we can, and we're stopping and we're listening, trying to hear the police sirens. And we end up driving next to the elementary school, and we see the guy, uh, his. The van slammed right into a fence of the school. And his van, for whatever reason, was not able to go through the fence. And kind of around the corner from that is where all the cop cars were. And so we pull onto the road, uh, and an ambulance comes at that point. We pulled over for the ambulance. And right next to the school is a radio station. And we pulled into the parking lot of the radio station. And we're talking to this guy, just some guy in a car. And he said, he goes, yeah, I seen this the, this police chase a few minutes ago. And they went over a set of railroad tracks. And he's like, it was like Dukes of Hazard. This guy grabbed some serious air on the train tracks. And so we're sitting there and we're talking to that guy. And we're, we're just watching the police. Because at this point, the guy's already cuffed and stuffed in the cop car. So we didn't even get to see that part. But this other car pulls up. And this woman gets out, and she's just completely upset. And she said that the guy came through her yard, almost hit her, and almost hit her six-year-old grandchild. So she was really upset. And so we were talking to them and uh, found out that after he had passed us when we were sitting in in someone's driveway, that he went down this dead-end road... And took out a fence. So me and Blackjack, we took off and we went to check out the fence. Blackjack, so go ahead and take it over from there. Uh, so I, first I want to mention a, a quick little story. So when we were talking to this uh, guy and uh, another lady, we, fi- we, f- uh, we, we got told the name. We're not going to drop the name. We got told the name. And the guy on, in, the, in his uh, vehicle, he's like, 
That's my name. Oh yeah, that's right. So the guy's like, yeah, that's that's my name too. Same first name and last. Yeah, name. same first and last name. Like I said, we know we're not going to talk about you know this guy's name on on this podcast because this isn't a a current event or or any. This is a paranormal podcast. But we wanted to share this story because we literally recorded the episode, guys, went and got something to eat, and then ran into all this. Guys, we literally went from ghost hunters slash podcasters to detectives because we literally spent the next like almost two hours figuring this guy's trail, and it was a lot deeper than we actually thought. Yeah, it was. So um, after after we seen the fence that he went through. Uh, we ended up, like like he said, we were following the trails. Cause, I mean, there's rubber all over the roads. And, you know, he, he left these gouges in the road. And we're driving around. And we come up to the stop sign. And, and this is my favorite part of the whole day, Blackjack. This guy waves us over. And we pull up next to him. And he starts talking about... Cause, well, what we didn't mention, Blackjack, is a lot of people were out in the area. A lot of people were mad because he just he just went through... A lot of people's yard and in this community, and it was just—it's just shocking. Yeah, so I mean, everybody's outside, everyone's talking. There's groups everywhere. Uh, cars are pulling up to other cars. So pull up to this guy, and he goes, "Hey, did you guys get to see any of it?" So, so we told what what we seen, and the guy goes, "Yeah, I missed the whole thing, man." He goes, "I was taking a dump," and me and Blackjack about fell off the golf cart, rolling, talking to this guy about the reason why he missed it. But he said, "I heard it on the scanner." Yeah. Uh, uh the very unfortunate thing is that I have a scanner on my phone, and. For some reason, it would not connect. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, oh, my gosh, this would have been awesome. Well, then, so this guy proceeds to tell us that, hey, you know, from the scanner, and this is where we got some some more information that we didn't originally know, that the the chase started on one side of town, went to the other side of town, back to the other side of town again, and then back to where we were. So we were there kind of at the last end of this thing. And so we went to the original side of town that this started. And this is close to my house. We're talking a couple blocks away. Uh, the guy took out one of my neighbor's mailboxes. So I didn't even know that this was going on because I don't even because I tried to figure out where we were when all this hat when this originally happened. If we were still eating or if, if we had already left at if this we point. we already left that well, Subway, yeah. We left Subway. I'm a figure. I'm. I think that's when he was on that other side of the town, and then by the no, it would have been when we were at the park. Well, I think when because he crosses, he crosses a couple blocks ahead of us. Yeah. So it's probably one. where where we seen him from the park. Uh, what would you say about two minutes? I mean, it's it's not very far. But, I mean, the speed he was... I mean, it's hard to say, guys. But anyway, so when we came to the original side of town that this uh, supposedly, from what we're hearing very early, started, uh, my father owns a, a empty lot of land. And come to find out, we get to that empty lot of land, and there they are, tire tracks all through it. Come to find out, the cops uh, tried clipping the guy's van... And you could see where he went into someone else's yard, come back across the street and into my dad's property and drove straight through it. And here's what's really creepy. Blackjack and I, we, we like to play Frisbee. 
And my original plan was, you know, go grab something to eat. And then, hey, let's head on over to the empty lot and throw around a Frisbee for a little bit. And the reason I didn't do it is because I left uh, the Frisbee in another vehicle. And I have the keys separate. So I just decided, ah, I don't feel like going back in house, grabbing the keys and go through all that. So we just decided, yeah, we'll take a couple laps through town. If we would have decided to grab that Frisbee and headed to that empty lot, we would have been there probably about when that happened. It would have been a lot more dangerous because that uh, that plot of land I know is, doesn't have any anything really protecting you. It's just open. Yeah, it's just an open lot. Um, the good news is, so far, everyone that we've talked to, um, he didn't hit any other vehicles that we know of. Um, he did a lot of property damage. He busted up some fence. He took out someone's small tree, uh, mailboxes. some mail mailboxes, things like that. Some close calls. Luckily, he didn't hit that six-year-old little boy because that just would have been a tragedy. Um, so luckily, no one was hurt. Uh, the guy is in custody, so he's okay. He's in jail right now. Uh, so he survived the ordeal. None of the police officers were hurt. But it was uh, uh, a very scary close calls. A lot of um, close calls from people that we was, were talking this to. This guy was probably going over 100 in a, in a small town. Yeah, where the speed limit's 25. It's And some of the turns were are, are very hard turns. Yeah, he went through this. He went down this one road where it curves. And you could see it curves to the left, the direction he was traveling. And, and it's a sharp curve in of itself. But like I said, you know, when you're only driving 25 miles per hour, it, it's no big deal because you're, you're in you're in city limits. He took totally when he turned left, he didn't even try to stay on the road. He went through uh, someone's corner uh, corner part of their yard. Got back onto the road and then swerved again, and there was a tree stump. You remember that tree stump? How he yeah. how he went in between a fence and this tree stump, and he completely missed the the fence and the tree stump by inches. By inches, and then he turned when he turned down that road. That's when he took down this tree. Then he he knows he's going straight. He knows it's a dead, a dead end. Dead end. So he's like, well, there's a fence. So he went through that fence, through that person's yard, and then because we drove around the other side. Yeah, because like I said, this is a dead end. We drove around the other side, and there was another fence that he went through. So he went through whose whose ever yard this was. He went through their their fence in their backyard, and came out the fence in their front yard. And then uh, we followed the trail from there, and then that's when he turned on the road. It took him towards the school. Here's what really uh, freaked me out is if our if the marching band would have been practicing they would have been extremely close to this um when you when you see the tracks that that he he left on the ground he didn't even try to turn away from the school his plan and it was obvious was the bus through the fence and going to and there's a playground right there and luckily no kids were there because i know uh when i was a kid and especially in the summertime like it is now, we, we would go to the school playground all the time and, and play in that very same playground right there. So there was always kids there even when school wasn't going on. What if there would have been kids there and he would have busted through? The sad thing is if this was like about two, three months ago, around the same time, school would have been in session. 
That is very true, and and that school would have had to gone on lock, and the school would have to gone on lockdown. And this would have been, you know, what time was about two o'clock in the, in the afternoon? That's about getting ready to leave, usually around that time. All right, guys. So, like I said, oh, oh I would what like you got blackjack really quick. Uh, I, I, I was doing hand. some uh, a little bit of research, and I'm not going to say where the guy's from, uh, but apparently there was a car theft. The guy was involved with a car theft, and somehow on down in the line, he got, you know, found, and this is how it all happened. I did some research with some friends. I, I did some texting, so. Yeah, so we don't even know exactly what what led to all. I mean, this just happened today, so we're still waiting. We're still waiting on confirmation, but that was one of the rumors. All right, guys. So I know this was a little different. Uh, definitely wasn't the episode. That we planned on, like I said, in in the original recording, Blackjack talked about his stream. Uh, we went straight into our, our closing. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do that now. So, hope you all enjoyed our, our crazy adventure. Um, because this wasn't mixed and mastered and, and ready for uploading, we just decided, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. So, if you'd like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share with us, you can reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you're up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on a light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Until next time. <laughs>